All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Princeton Tiger Zone, the Princeton 2010 podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Kerchick. Today, I'm joined by Allie Bestman. Allie, how are you doing today? I'm great, Jeff. How are you? Doing well. Good to chat with you. It's been it's been a minute. Um, <laughs> um, so just to get started, maybe you could just tell folks a little bit about you know who you are, your background, um, all that good stuff. Sure. My name is Allie. Um, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. Um, my family is still located up there. And I went to Princeton for college, obviously, class of 2010. Um, met my husband there, Brendan Mann, also class of 2010. We moved to Florida after graduation, and I um, went to dental school. So I graduated from University of Florida in 2014. Afterwards, went up to Virginia Commonwealth University for a residency program in orthodontics. So graduated there in 2016. Um, did a quick stint in Boston when my husband went back to school up there. He went to MIT to get his MBA for two years. And then about halfway through his um, schooling, I actually moved down to Concord, North Carolina, which is just a little bit north of Charlotte, um, to join a practice there and continuing practicing orthodontics. Um, we've got my husband and I bought a house a couple years ago down here. He's got a good job. We've got a baby who is 17 months old. She's not baby anymore. Uh, her name is Arabella. She's super cute. And that's been my life pretty much. <laughs> awesome. Yes, I've seen photos of the baby on Instagram can confirm she's a cute baby. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about kind of like growing up, you know, kind of what life is like, how you got yourself to Princeton, you know, and, and even just tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what Princeton was like for you. Sure. Um, so I grew up, I've got parents and a brother who's five years younger than me, um, went to Catholic school for my elementary and then a, a private school for high school where my mom was actually a music teacher in the middle school. Um, always liked learning, always really kind of a little bit OCD, liked working hard. Um, and so I visited a lot of colleges junior year of high school, I guess. And just when I visited the campus of Princeton, kind of got my heart set on it and thought it was beautiful. I was excited about the opportunities that it had there. And so I applied early and that's how I guess my journey to Princeton started. Um, in terms of what I wanted to do or study there, I um, actually decided I wanted to be an orthodontist when I was about seven years old, six years old. Um, I know it's a little bit weird. I always thought teeth were cool. Um, I liked math and science-y, which is kind of what dentistry is. And I also liked that there is an aesthetic component to it. So um, that was kind of my, my deal all along. And I had an early round of braces when I was about eight years old had super cool teeth that stuck straight out of my head and it really helped shape my confidence after my teeth were straight. And so that was my long-term goal was to be able to help other people with their self-confidence by giving them smiles that they loved. So that was kind of the trek all the way along. Um, when I went to Princeton, my original plan was to major in chemistry and love my chem classes, but I also really wanted to study abroad. Um, I'd always loved taking Spanish classes. I, my mom had parents had gotten me a private tutor when I was little. So I started when I was around six. Um, and so I was, I was okay at Spanish, but I really wanted the opportunity to, to be able to study somewhere to really get better at the language. Cause I kind of felt like as a non-native speaker and my parents don't speak anything. Um, it wasn't really going to be able to take me to the next level if I wasn't fully immersed in it. 
And um, I should put a little asterisk next to my parents don't say anything because they've been practicing on Duolingo. So they've been doing a very good job recently at improving their Spanish. Um, but I ended up studying abroad. So I went to Madrid um, my junior fall, I guess. And so really loved it over there, had a great experience, loved being able to travel around. Um, sometimes I, I'm sad that I missed out on a semester at Princeton because I did I loved my college experience, um, but I do think that I wouldn't have been able to get my language skills to the same level, and there's not really another time in my life when I could have just gotten up and moved to Europe for four months, so I really think that was a, a great experience, um, and yeah, so that would pretty much is how it got me through college. I met Brendan um, probably end of freshman year, and we started dating kind of like end of junior, beginning of senior year, and um yeah, then he moved down to Florida with me after that. So it was a great, we met at CAP. <laughs> it was, it was a that. good thing that we got into CAP. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The rest is history. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you said something earlier that I thought was interesting. I you know talked about how you kind of knew, I think you said like the age of six that you wanted mm -hmm. to go and do orthodontics, um, you know, and I think a lot of kids kind of have a dream. Like I wanted to be a professional athlete, uh, which mm -hmm. didn't work out, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, you know, whether it's being a doctor or a lawyer or an astronaut, mm -hmm. president, you know, orthodontics is one that you don't probably don't hear very often, right. um, but it's a very, uh, it's a great career path and it's an important career path. Um, so talk a little bit about like why that was, you know, and how, how you had your, your sights set on that at a young age. Um, you talked a little bit about it earlier, but um, tell us a little bit more about how that was kind of the vision and then how, um, as we fast forward into uh, you, you know, your life today, um, how Princeton probably helped you set you up for that down the road. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's, there's always the assumption or the running joke that, oh, if you say you're a dentist, like, oh, is your dad a dentist? Um, so I didn't have necessarily have direct family in dentistry. So my, my mom's a music teacher, my dad works in the sand and gravel business. Um, but I did have an uncle who I'm very close with, who was a dentist in Florida, who I, we used to visit all the time. And um, he was a big influence on me and helping me kind of learn to love dentistry and think it was cool and fun. And then um, I had another uncle who was an orthodontist and um, on my dad's side. And so he was the one who ended up doing that early round of braces for me. So I think they probably between the two of them kind of seeing them at work and seeing um, their lifestyle and just kind of how when they went into work, they really seemed to truly enjoy what they were doing. Um, that definitely had a huge influence on me. Um, the other thing is, you know, I had goals. I knew I, you know, eventually wanted to own my own practice, which was maybe lofty at six, but I liked the idea of being my own boss. And um, I also, you know, most of the time, dentist orthodontists only work four days a week or so. And I liked that idea because my plan at the time was I was also going to be an astronaut on the weekend. So I guess I, I failed to, to include that before. Um, that part didn't unfortunately come to fruition, but the, the rest of it worked out. Okay. That's awesome. And I think what you, you touched on something too, that I think is pretty interesting. Um, and I kind of want to spend some time uh, here you know, to, to explain to people, because I think most people don't understand like how much work it takes. Well, I think people all know that there's a lot of work involved, but I think there's a lot of steps to get to where you are today. Um, yes. <laughs> obviously you got to go to medical school, you got to do residency. And then like, now you're, you're in the process of like setting up your own practice. So walk us through from start to finish, you know, you graduate from Princeton, 
help people understand like what are the steps that you need to take to get to the level of proficiency where you can actually do this job full time? Sure. Um, so in undergrad, so I did say that I didn't end up majoring in a science, but I still, so the requirements for dental school are, are the same as medical school generally with a one or two additional weird requirements, depending on where you apply. Um, so I still had all of my prereqs or sciences finished by end of sophomore year, which is why I was able to go abroad. Um, and then you take the DATs, which is similar to the MCATs. Um, so it's just, you know, big standardized test with all your chemistry, bio, all that kind of stuff. And then it has the additional component of a PAT, which is a perceptive ability test. So basically, I thought it was kind of fun, but there's, it's kind of like a book of puzzles. So they'll show you, you know, a cube that has different like shapes and colors and certain things are black and certain things are white and then they show it to you unfolded and you see the picture of the cube assembled and then you know six different versions of it unfolded and you have to say which one matches with the actual original image um so that's part of the the dental aptitude test when you take it um then you apply to dental school it's the same deal where you do the match program so i think i applied to 10 schools my uh junior going into senior year um interviewed a all of them. And then, um, then you, I guess, see where you get accepted. So I got accepted to a bunch of places. And then um, I was debating between University of Florida and UNC ended up choosing Florida because at the time, um, University of Florida had their own dental boards. And so if you wanted to practice there, it was really a good idea to go to school in the same state because the pass rate taking that test from out of state was pretty low. Um, so dental school is four years. So first two years are pretty similar to medical school. We general kind of everything. We still do gross anatomy and full body dissections and, um, you know, ph pharmacology, physiology, histology, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then starting kind of second into third year, it starts to get more focused on dental. Um, so that's when you start doing more hands-on things originally where you learn how to make teeth out of wax. And then you start doing fillings and endodontics, so root canals and crown preps on fake teeth. And then your third year, at least at University of Florida, is when you start seeing patients in clinics. So then you start doing all your, your cleanings and whatnot. And so um, the third and fourth years in dental school are that's where it starts to kind of differ from medical school because you um, are doing your didactic work. So generally we had, you know, maybe three or four hours of lectures a day. And then the rest of the day, you'd be in your the clinic seeing like real live patients and trying to do dentures and get all these requirements done before you finish. Um, you take a written part boards and then at the end of your sophomore year, and then at your fourth year, you take patient boards. So that's doing like root canal and a crown prep on fake teeth and then a couple of fillings and deep cleanings on real teeth. Um, so you have to pass those in order to get your dental license. So you have to graduate dental school and pass these boards. Um, so that was kind of the process through dental school and then residency programs. Um, orthodontics is pretty competitive. So you really need good grades, I guess, to, um, to get into orthodontics. And so, um, after dental school, or I guess third year of dental school, you start applying to orthodontics. And there are a handful of residencies across the country. Not all dental schools have an orthodontic residency. Um, and generally classes have about four to eight people, depending on the school. So my, um, my first choice was VCU. And so I was luckily fortunate enough to get an interview there. And just like 
kind of medical school, you do a ranking system where you rank your schools and then you match with one of the schools depending on how they rank you. Um, so Virginia Commonwealth in Richmond was where we ended up going. Brendan and I got married right after dental school, a week after, and then moved to Virginia together. Um, and I was in a two-year program there. So residencies for orthodontists can be either two or three years. So the whole process takes about 10 years, 10 or 11 years start to finish to, to get your degree. Um, in orthodontics at the program I went to, I graduated with a master's in, um, a master's, I guess, and a certificate in orthodontics. So I still did a thesis uh, project and defended my thesis. Um, normally master's programs are three years, but VCU was able to do it in two, which is great. <laughs> So That's I wanted to get out and start working a little bit sooner. That's awesome. So I uh, had to write another thesis, which is yep. exciting. Super excited about that. I love uh, writing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, part I'm uh, very interested in as well is, you know, I think, you know, a, a lot of folks, they end up starting their own practice um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you don't have to, but you know, that's what a path a lot of people take. And it's probably mm -hmm. uh, kind of the more entrepreneurial path. Um, help people understand like the steps involved in doing that. And, um, you know, what, what, what do you have to do? I mean, a lot of people don't even understand the first place to start when, when thinking about starting their own business. So what are the steps involved in, in building your own practice? Sure. Um, well, it's, it's a lot of work and it's certainly scary. Um, I, I didn't do it right off the bat. So there are some people who graduated residency with me who went right out and started their own. And I have so much respect for them because it's, it's definitely a, a bit of a terrifying process. Um, for startups themselves, you know, you got to go to the bank and say, hey, I have no money, but can you give me a giant loan um, to start this? And for a, a fresh startup for orthodontics, you have to do a lot of research on you know, the community, the demographics, you know, insurances, where are the schools located? Um, is this an area that's growing? So how much is the competition? Um, there are a lot of things that go into play. What can you afford to build? How many shares do you want in your office right now? Um, so a startup has a lot of things to consider. What I ended up doing is I took a, a route that's still, um, it's still challenging, but I feel like for me was, was a better fit. I, um, when I was up in Boston, I was just an associate. And, um, when I moved down here, I joined a practice that had the potential. I told them when I, when I joined that I wanted to have ownership. Um, so the original plan was to actually be partners. So this other orthodontist and I were going to, I guess, split the ownership in some way between his locations. So he owned three locations. Um, you know, luckily it not, I shouldn't say luckily, but it ended up being that we decided we wanted to go our separate ways. And so he um, agreed to kind of stay true to his word and sell the location where I had been working since 2017, just to me. So how that process worked was I had to get a lot of lawyers, um, a consultant who does kind of evaluation of the practice. So they go through and look at the accounts receivable, production collections and everything over the past three to five years, an analysis of the community, how it's growing, what the average income level is, all those kind of things, and then determine whether the value that the seller is placed on the practice is reasonable. Um, so that process took about four months. Um, once the valuation came back, then I was able to start working with my lawyers to kind of go back and forth and I guess figure out all the nitty gritty stuff because there's a lot a lot that goes into the actual sale of the practice in terms of 
how to cut off the money because orthodontics is different in that um, in dentistry, a lot of times it's pay as you go. And in orthodontics, all of the, the money, I guess that we make most of it is just promised money. So, you know, if a patient comes in and they want braces that day, we maybe charge a down payment of, you know, $500. But after that, that patient is paying over the next two to three years for their treatment. So it may seem like, oh, you just got, you know, five or $6,000 for this treatment, but really I got $500 and I've got this money promised to me that may or may not be paid over the next two years. Um, so it is a gamble. It's kind of, we give everyone a, a free interest loan when they start treatment. Um, but in general, the, the collections are, are pretty good when it comes to stuff like that. So um, that had a lot to do with the valuation. And then in terms of once I actually acquired the practice, which was April 1st of this year, um, we had to, you know, do payroll and 401ks and figure out health insurance and, um, you know, inform all the patients and get all the dental referrals in the area information about us and letting them know that, hey, we're still here. It's still me, but now it's a different name. So can you please now send your referrals here? Um, and then I'm still, you know, learning a lot about marketing. So I'm, I'm my own marketing person right now, which I'm not exactly um, fantastic at social media. So it's been a learning curve, kind of learning how to market the practice, what kind of things to post, um, how to target local schools and businesses to help bring patients in. Um, so there's always something to be learned in terms of, of running the business, but I um, wouldn't change it for a second. I absolutely love being my own boss and making my own schedule. Um, and it's just now a matter of kind of getting in our groove and um, figuring out how to continue to run a good practice where we do great work, but also can continue to grow. Awesome, Allie. Thank you so much. Um, we wish you the best of luck and uh, very much appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to catch us up with you today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. It was really nice talking to you. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, we'll see you guys again soon for another episode of Tiger Zone.